welcome back to the Highway to Health podcast. And thanks for connecting with us again on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. The Highway to Health podcast is sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America. Nicole Dreisky serves as your host for the podcast, and we'll be joining Nicole in a moment for her feature interview on this edition of the Highway to Health podcast. Now, folks, during the podcast, we'll also be talking with you about Healthy Trucking of America and how you can get connected to the information and resources provided through a HTA. Now let's hand it off to Nicole Dreisky and her feature interview on this edition of the Highway to Health podcast on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Today we are going to spotlight one of our body's most amazing organs, guys. It's the liver, and we'll be talking about fatty liver disease with Dr. Sophie Janine. She is the chief medical officer at Summit Clinical Research and a leading member of the Liver Forum. Who knew there was one? But Dr. Janine has worked in the research and development and clinical development field for more than 25 years, and she is an expert on non-alcoholic fatty liver disease and metabolic diseases. So welcome, Dr. Janine. Hey, thank you, Nicole. Very happy to be here and good morning to everyone. Thank you and good morning to you as well. All right. Well, I already said it. The liver is a unique and surprising organ. It's the only visceral organ with the capacity to regenerate, but we don't want to count on that too much. So what does the (laughs) liver actually do and why is it so important? Yeah, so the liver is vital for human health. You can consider it sort of your power source, your engine. It has many, many functions, but some of the very important ones, the liver acts as a filter. So it removes all the waste products, foreign substances from the blood, including medicine. It knows what to do with them. Either it will evacuate toxins out of the body through urine or through the stools, or it will store what is necessary and useful for the body to be able to use later. It also regulates cholesterol and proteins that are very important. It provides clotting factors for your blood. But globally, if you don't have a healthy liver, you cannot survive without a functioning liver. And it's amazing, like you said, because it's capable of regenerating itself. It wants to heal itself just like a cut on your skin. You know, you get a scab that allows new skin cells to grow. And then once it's healed, the scab falls off. It's exactly the same thing with the liver. It's actually capable of putting down scarring tissue to allow a brand new liver cells to grow and be healed. Wow. Doesn't it also create bile that helps us in digesting our food? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So it's this amazing filter. It heals itself. It creates bile and it helps us regulate our cholesterol. Guys, you getting this? These are all things we really, really need. So people often assume that liver disease is an alcoholic's ailment, but non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, okay, acronym coming listeners, N-A-F-L-D, can affect people who drink little to no alcohol. So what is non-alcoholic fatty liver disease and why is it getting so much attention now? Yeah, so you're right, the N.A., you said NAFLD is the name we use, but that N.A. is really important. It does not mean that patients do not drink alcohol at all. It just means that they don't drink excessively and the cause for their liver disease is Mm -hmm. not due to alcohol consumption. So it's a metabolic disease. It's really very closely linked to overweight, obesity, type 2 diabetes, and it sort of comes to an accumulation of fats inside the liver. There's just too much carb coming in, 
There are other reasons. Essentially, the accumulation of fat that comes into the liver will then cause lesions to the liver. It will cause inflammation. The liver cells will bloat. That's why we call ballooning. So the liver is not doing well. And that's why, because it wants to heal itself, it will put down scarring tissue. It says, hey, I'm not doing well. I need scarring to get better. And the problem with this snaffold, it's really over decades, right? You have this accumulation of fat that gets worse wow. and get worse. And if you don't stop it, you're going to have more and more scarring coming all the time it can go all the way to cirrhosis and yeah. that's why people think cirrhosis is alcohol but in this case it's not due to alcohol it's through metabolic disease type 2 diabetes obesity too much carbs that's where it comes from okay so NAFLD again I did my homework and it's a fairly common disorder in the US and the prevalence rate is between 21 it, and 24 percent or something yeah 25 percent in the adult population so one in four already has fatty liver so another acronym non-alcoholic steatohepatitis NASH which is more complicated it's the severe form of fatty liver fatty liver disease you only have the fat in the liver, but when you have those other lesions, inflammation, ballooning, all that, then this is the severe form that is called NASH, and that's present in almost 17% of the adult population, and it oh doubles gosh. when you have type 2 diabetes. So it's really an epidemic. It really is. But I think one of the most perplexing things for people is that sometimes there are no symptoms, correct? Which is why it's kind of the silent liver disease. And can't we live with some fat in our liver? I mean, how yes. much fat do we have to have in the liver to get into the danger zone? So every person is different. Okay. Some people, up to almost 60-70% of people with fatty liver will just live their whole life with too much fat in their liver and nothing else. But oh. those 30% that will progress to NASH and then fibrosis, eventually cirrhosis, are the ones with severe disease. But we don't know yet who are the ones that will progress more quickly. There are a lot of research to understand that. But globally, we can talk later on the risk factors. But the more risk factors you have, the more it will drive the disease to worsen year after year after year. And you're right, it's no symptoms. Globally, you can have fatigue. And then the other symptoms, sometimes you can experience pain in the upper abdomen on the right, where your liver is, that you bend down, tie your shoelaces. Some patients will feel that pain. So it's really very silent, like you're saying. But NASH gets some symptoms that might be familiar to people who know anything about liver disease. What is it? The yellowing? Is that one? What happens when you get NASH? Are there so external NASH, symptoms? NASH is still silent. It's still oh, really? silent disease. And you can even go all the way to cirrhosis without knowing that you have it. What we call compensated cirrhosis is you have a lot of scarring in your liver, but mm. your liver is still capable of functioning. And so, then over time, it will decompensate, meaning that's when you're going to have, it's not actually the bile, you know, the yellow eyes, all that is not linked to NASH. It's okay. more the liver, for instance, the clotting factors are not going to work anymore. So you're going to start bleeding. You'll have what we call varices inside, inside your digestive system. You'll have more bleeding. You will have accumulation of liquid in the abdomen. You will have eventually confusion, sort of dementia, because the right. liver cannot yeah. filter the toxins. So toxins, they will go to the right. brain and eventually what we call hepatic encephalopathy, very complicated word, but means globally a person who seems to have lost it, completely confused. And it's actually due to those toxins going to the brain because the liver cannot do its job. So it's really, really way down the road that you will start seeing symptoms. 
Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, we're going to need to get into some of those details and also prevention. When we come back from our break, we will pick this up again. Dr. Sophie Janine, thank you so much. You're listening to the Highway to Health Podcast on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. The Highway to Health Podcast is sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America. You can learn more about the information and resources available from HTA by visiting the organization's website, healthytruck.org. That web address again is healthytruck.org. Now, folks, if you'd like to go further down the highway to health and hear more perspective and features from Nicole Dreisky, we would like to invite you to join Nicole on the Dave Nemo Show on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. Nicole and the Highway to Health are featured each Tuesday for one hour between 8 and 9 a.m. Eastern Time. The Dave Nemo Show is also available on demand through the Sirius XM app. Now folks, let's get you back to Nicole and this edition of the Highway to Health podcast sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America. Welcome back. I'm here with Dr. Sophie Janine, who's going to help us with some ways to be good to our liver and avoid fatty liver disease. Dr. Janine, it just seems that the rates of this disease have gone up dramatically. How common is fatty liver and why is it skyrocketing? So it is very common. Like we said, one adult out of four already has fatty liver disease. And then in the end, you have about 17% that will have the severe form NASH, even more with advanced fibrosis over the years. So it clearly affects many millions of Americans. And it's a worldwide epidemic, by the way. It's all over. It's about 148 million are affected by fatty liver disease. That's how common it is. But is it connected to our growing obesity epidemic or is it separate from that? No, it is completely correlated with both the increase in obesity and the increase in type 2 diabetes. Unfortunately, even with treatments for that, it's still increasing over the years. So natural DNS is increasing with that obesity and type 2 diabetes increase. Yeah, so obesity epidemic, and that is due to lifestyle factors, right? Related to poor diet, lack of physical activity, and an increase in sedentary behavior. So it sounds like our drivers are in the prime risk category, Dr. Janine. That's very true because it's the sedentary lifestyle, like you're saying, exactly. It's the lack of physical activity. And then you also have the association with excess fat diets, excess sugar diets, right? And that's why it keeps doubling, has doubled in the last 20 years. It just keeps growing with diabetes, obesity because of that. All the fatty foods, excess carbs, the drinks that are rich in sugar, fructose, but losing weight actually works extremely well to actually reverse and regress this disease. But it's very hard not only to achieve that, but to sustain it. The problem is it's not just like one big effort, lose weight. You have to sustain it every year completely. So it's a liver disease. It affects the liver. But those NASH patients, they actually have risk factors, right, for the conditions that are the same as the cardiovascular risk factors. And patients with NASH are the same as the cardiovascular risk factors. And patients with NASH have a greater risk of cardiovascular complications. And the number one cause of death for these patients is cardiovascular disease, overweight, obesity, type 2 diabetes, high cholesterol, hypertension, all this is linked. It's as if you have a metabolic disease, but then it starts affecting your liver and then it gets worse. 
So minor liver damage can be repaired and the function of your liver restored. But I have read that once cirrhosis develops, the liver damage is permanent. Is that correct? So we didn't say that, but there are no treatments today that are approved. But there are clinical trials to evaluate drugs, and there are many, many companies trying to find a treatment because it just affects so many people. So when you have cirrhosis, you do have some treatments that are trying to reverse cirrhosis that are showing some effects. So it all depends on where you are. Like I said, you have compensated cirrhosis where your liver is still functioning and then decompensate. That's when your liver is just overwhelmed, cannot do its functions properly. And if you don't do anything about it, go all the way to liver failure. The only Mm. way to correct this is a liver transplant. And Mm. NASH is actually now the number one cause. If you take the U.S. females only on liver transplant lists, the number one cause is NASH. Mm. So it's really, really bad. Wow. All right. So it's silent. It is linked to obesity and sedentary lifestyles and sugar consumption. And you're saying there is no treatment for it? (laughs) So what is the best way to combat it? So to combat it, like I said, I mean, the best way is the dietary and lifestyle habit for sure, because we know it works even if you can't do it completely properly. Any improvement will help. Additionally, you want to control the associated conditions if you do have diabetes or high cholesterol or hypertension. Being well balanced on those will help to slow the worsening of NASH. And then the only way today is really with the clinical trials that are evaluating drugs to treat the condition. That's the only way to actually get some type of treatment. Even though it's under evaluation, still in clinical trial. Sure. Can you tell us about some new developments in some of your studies? What are they looking at? How are they trying to get a treatment protocol? Yeah, so the treatments, you have many types of drugs because the liver is a complex organ, like I said, it sure. does tons of things. But a lot of these drugs are trying to target the metabolic aspects of the disease to help insulin resistance, which is linked to type 2 diabetes, to sure. help lipids, all that, and to actually help the liver to get rid of the fat that's inside the liver. If you stop hurting the liver, then eventually the fibrosis, which is the scarring, will also go back. It's regenerating. It doesn't need the scarring tissue anymore. So that's what they're trying to do. So a lot of these are metabolic treatments. Some are actually even used to treat high cholesterol or triglycerides or to treat type 2 diabetes. So you have that sort of drugs that are being developed. And usually you have blood tests, you have specialized imaging to see Mm. exactly how much fat you have in the liver. And then the only way to really diagnose and to stage the disease to say how much scarring do you have is a liver biopsy. So that is often part of some of the clinical trials, not all. Mm. And it's just a small needle. It takes a few minutes. You go in, go out, take a tiny little portion. It's one fifty thousandth of your liver that comes out. And then they look at it under a microscope and they check, do I see NASH and how much fibrosis there is? If our listeners suspect that they have liver disease or have been told they have fatty liver, where can they go to apply to be part of a study? Yes. Actually, there's one website we're partnering with Healthy Trucking of America that really helps for that. It's www.fightfattyliver.com. And the Fight mm-hmm. Fatty Liver campaign, you can answer some questions to see, do you think you're at risk? Like, are you overweight or obese? Do you have type 2 diabetes or that type of question? And when you link to that website, you will be put in touch with a person that will speak to you, see if you have those risk factors, if you qualify, and they will be able to link you to a clinic near you that has ongoing clinical trials for NASH and fibrosis. 
Well, that's wonderful. That it would be nearer is crucial because they don't have a lot of time at home. Okay, so I'm going to repeat that. Guys, if you think you've got fatty liver or if you have been diagnosed, go to www.fightfattyliver.com and those folks will help you and you will actually get to talk to a real person. So even after diagnosis of fatty liver, if it's not progressed to NASH, the liver can restore its own function. Is that true? Well, the liver would still have its function in that case. So there's too much fat, but it's not hurting enough to actually limit its function. So it's okay. still functioning normally that are lucky enough to stay at the stage of just simple steatosis. Steatosis is fat. So simple fat in the liver, you can stay with simple fat in the liver. It's not great, but you can live with it. But you are still at a higher risk of cardiovascular disease because of that. So it doesn't mean that you're good to go and you shouldn't do anything about it. But once okay. you get gnashed, that's when the scarring will then start because the liver will try to fight it. So that's when it will produce more scarring tissue and fibrosis. And if you don't do anything about it, it will just evolve over decades, over the years. One thing that you said really struck me. You said that if someone who's suffering from this loses weight, even if they don't know they have fatty liver, if you lose weight, the liver will also release some of the fat inside itself because you said it would help if some weight were lost. So it's more complicated. It's not just a direct weight loss. You take 25% weight loss, 25% of fat cells in the liver go away. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. But still, the losing weight globally, you improve your insulin resistance. It's a complicated word to say that's how you manage the accumulation of carbs. All the carbs come in when there's too much. Your fat cells store the fat. That's why you gain weight. But when they're overwhelmed, they're too much, they cannot do anymore. So they leak what we call free fatty acids. They're taken up in the liver and they're toxic to the liver. So if you can stop that and reverse that process, you will stop hurting the liver because it's really a toxic environment for the liver to have those toxic fat cells that are just lingering there. They don't know where to go. Usually they're stored in fat. Now there's no more room anymore. So that's when it starts really hurting the liver, decompensates and gets worse and worse. I see. And cirrhosis from NASH, cirrhosis shrinks the liver? What does it do? Let's unpack that just the last 30 seconds that we have you. What does it do? Yes. So cirrhosis is when you have intense scarring. It's true that it can shrink the liver a little bit. Usually when you have too much fat, the liver is increased in volume. Okay. So it's Mm -hmm. a little bit bloated because of all that accumulation fat. When you have so much scarring, the fat will disappear, will shrink because just the fibrosis, the scarring takes over and just makes it so rigid and so it becomes hard and it will shrink a little bit, yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Janine. I think you have resolved a lot of questions for our listeners. And I'm just going to do this call out for the last time. Guys, if you think you have liver disease or have been told that you have fatty liver, go to www.fightfattyliver.com and apply for a study. That closes out this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast, sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America. We would like to take this opportunity to thank you once again for spending part of your day with us on Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. And we would also like to invite you to visit HealthyTruck.org, the website for Healthy Trucking of America. HealthyTruck.org is filled with information and resources that can help make your travels down our nation's roads and highways a healthier one. 
Be sure to check back with us each Friday for the latest episodes of the Highway to Health Podcast, sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America. Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo, also has another podcast from Healthy Trucking of America that will be coming your way each Tuesday, beginning May 10th. Be sure to check out the Healthy Trucking Podcast, which again debuts on May 10th. Now, folks, you can find all the podcasts being brought to you by Healthy Trucking of America through Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. You can listen to us by downloading the Pod Wheels app, which is available in the Apple Store or on Google Play. You can also listen to all the episodes being brought to you by Healthy Trucking of America through our website, podwheels.net.